The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. And make sure to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome everyone to the MLB Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Wednesday afternoon, currently 421 on the East Coast in the middle of some day baseball. I love it when we have day baseball, makes a day go by so much faster, but we're here to break down the Thursday night or Thursday schedule. A lot of day games on Thursday as well, but a short schedule on Thursday, only eight games, but here to help me break it down and handicap all the eight, all the eight games for the Thursday schedule. My main man on the East coast, it's Noah B. Nick. Noah, how you feeling, my man? How are we doing, Monoff? I don't know if Michigan's really East Coast. We're we're Central. kind of yeah, we're kind of right in the middle of the Great Lakes, Midwest area, <laughs> I guess. But uh, yeah, feeling pretty good. Um, it was an amazing day of baseball yesterday on Tuesday's slate. So of course, recording this on Wednesday. But yeah, I'm I'm psyched out over the baseball we watched yesterday. Yeah, I mean, the big story yesterday, and I'll let you take it over from here. But uh, Reed Detmers, one of the uh, I'll put it that nicely because he did. He's coming off of the no-no, uh, yeah. less than average pitchers, I guess we can say for the Angels. But coming off a huge no-no, man. I know we're all excited in the on Twitter and on the in the MLB Slack channel. But uh, he gets the job done, man. What did you think? Yeah. So like all these advanced analytics guys, um, they're talking about how you know this was most likely a lucky no hitter. Like I hate to put it like that, but yeah. but Detmers had two strikeouts and he induced 10 swing and misses. He had all these balls put in play just on weak contact ground balls. He's a ground ball pitcher. He's got the big loopy, loopy curveball That was amazing in college. And, um, I was watching this game in my uh, bedroom and I was like, this kid's doing it. Like he's not overpowering these guys in the MLB. He's just pitching a contact, throwing like a Maddox game, keeping it under hundred pitches. He only went like 107 pitches or whatnot, but I was like, Okay, it's through eight innings, and me and my dad love watching college baseball, and this was one of our guys. Um, and I was just like, okay, it's time to just run out there to the living room. Dad, one of our guys is doing something right now. So I was like, put it on ML- MLB Network because we didn't have regional coverage. Mm-hmm. And that was that was really cool just because uh, I still live with my parents. So, of course, going out to the living room and watching – baseball history with your dad is pretty dang awesome. So, oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, that angels game was amazing. We also had the Aaron judge walk off home run, but this is what happened in the angels game. Let me just say this because my dad was like, there are so many people at this angels game. What's going on? Well, they honored Shohei Otani's 2021 uh, AL MVP. Yeah. So all the people showed up to the ballpark. They gave them eight runs in the first three innings. Yep. Reed Detmers, the 22-year-old rookie, throws a no-hitter. His catcher, Chad Wallach, hits his first career home run as an angel. Uh, they acquired him in free agency, and he's kind of been on a little bit of a roll here as of late. Catching a no-hitter in your first month as on the team, on a new team, is pretty dang cool. Mike Trout hits two home runs. Anthony Rendon 
It's a left-handed home run in this first left-handed career at bat. And we saw Brett, Pill- Brett Phillips pitch. I-, I don't think there's a game better than that. We can certainly say the Angels fans really got their money worth last night, yeah. definitely in that game. I mean, uh, yeah, if not, if the AL MVP presentation wasn't enough for Shohei Otani, but not only you do get the no hitter, you get the uh, two home runs from Mike Trout and then a lefty from uh, Anthony Rendon. So yeah, yeah, definitely exciting times for the uh, Los Angeles Angels. And you know, I, I've, I've so far I've been very wrong about this team. I thought that the pitching. Um, they didn't make the improvements on their pitching, but you know, it looks like they've um, they're doing great. Right. I think they lead the AL West right now. Um, you know, Noah Syndergaard has been good for them and the guys that they have in that rotation have been doing pretty well. Yeah. Offense has been chugging along as well. Hopefully this team can stay healthy, man, because baseball and MLB, it's going to be more exciting when we can have guys like Shohei Otani and Mike Trout and that Angels team in the postseason. Like we, we need them see. competing in August and yeah. in September and October. That's yeah. when we need them. Yeah. And, you know, Joe Madden, I, I think that got to give him credit last night for, for letting his young pitcher go out there, yeah. just, you know, um, letting him finish the game. But yeah. you're right about the way he was pitching and the, and especially that last out that he got, it was like a, it was a, um, was it, I don't know if it was a curveball or a slider. Curveball. Um, yeah. So, and again, you were right about it. Like the, the pitches weren't like overpowering. They were, he was, and the pitch count was down too. So he was very economical in that, at that yeah. stance of 107 pitches. So yeah, congrats to him, man. I think that's, that's a great, uh, but definitely a, a night to be at the ballpark for the Los yeah. Angeles angels. for sure. I, I was saying throughout the podcast, I'm a little bit higher on this kid than a lot of people are. Cause yeah. I just watched him throughout college. And that curveball is just wicked. And it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's just big loopy thing. And it's more lateral direction than a Kershaw curveball, but it's got that loop that Kershaw has. Yeah. And it's pretty dang wicked. Doesn't get a lot of swing and miss, but people don't hit it like uh, hard. I should say that. Um, but yeah, that Yankees game as well. They're Justin Verlander, my guy throwing a no hitter through eight. And yeah. then Kikuchi had, I think it was a no hitter through six. And then yeah. the Yankees turned their offense up. They found mm-hmm. some offense for the first time in like the last week, but uh, yeah, judges home run in the, and the extra innings off of Jordan Romano. And then we got some Twitter slack. I love it. Yeah, that, that one hurt me a little bit because I did pick the Blue Jays as my dog uh, on the podcast on uh, Tuesday when me and Malcolm were doing it for the for the Tuesday games. And, um, you know, it was Kikuchi's third start with um, uh, with the Blue Jays against the Yankees. And it seems like that's mechanical wise that he's kind of figured something out where it was yeah. working for him. And, you know, it kind of translated so far in the three starts against the Yankees. But Jordan Romano comes in and absolutely blows it up uh for for the blue jays and just broke my two heart lead too yeah and it was a walk-off home run a three-run shot by aaron judge but again yankees get the victory again tonight um or this afternoon i'm sorry against the blue jays in their series so they're they're looking real good so far this season yeah. so you got to give credit where credit is due for sure uh anything yeah, else I they kind of noticed yesterday noah well, I think the Yankees and Blue Jays have played five times so far this year, and the Yankees have won all five matchups. Is that correct? I think it's been more than that. Um, really? Yeah, let me see. Because When I was handicapping it, I could have sworn I thought it was like at least seven or eight times. Yeah, they've I, already I think the season. Yankees have had the Blue Jays number this year. But yeah, um, I tried so hard not to jinx no-hitters yesterday because there's three of them like we talked about. And just the journalists that just go, hey, turn this game on. There's a no hitter going. Just don't say no hitter. Just say, yeah. turn the game on. You That's know? one of the unwritten rules. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Like, so yeah, go ahead. I'm good for your thought. No, I was just like, yeah. Like growing up as a pitcher myself, um, 
the farthest no hitter I had was through six. Mm-hmm. And it was against this team that, you know, we had like a little bit of a rivalry with, and my dad kind of got in arguments with my dad was the head coach and he got in arguments with the other head coach a couple of times. And yeah. uh, we grew up in the same area. So you're playing some of the same kids over and over every year. Sure. And yeah, I, I just had some extra juice against that team every time I went and pitched against them. And yeah, I went like six innings, but like when you're throwing a no, no, mm-hmm. nobody's talking to you and you, you're just, it's an unwritten rule. You don't talk to the pitcher. Just don't tweet it out. Don't yeah. don't say no hitter. Yeah, it's one, it's one of the, those those <laughs> unwritten rules. Like just just don't mention the word. You could say, "Oh, you need to tune in to the angels," yeah. and maybe give the eye popping emoji. I think that's what it really is. What you need to do. But yeah, people yeah. should know it's it's one of those unwritten rules. Uh, anything else you noticed uh, last night, Noah? Before we dive into the Thursday games, um, no, I think I touched on most of everything that I wanted to cover. Yeah. All right. So let's do this. Let's take a quick break here. We'll come back and then we'll dive into the Thursday schedule uh, in Major League Baseball. We're presented by WinBet. Make sure to get down on Win's bet $50 win promotion of $200 where a 50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. Plus the WinBet casino is offering 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. And of course, don't forget to get involved in their same game parlays with the Win's own build your own bet feature. All users can receive a $20 free bet when they win, lose, or push a three or more leg build your own bet parlay between Thursday and Saturday. Players can take advantage of the offer on the NBA playoffs. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started today. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 years or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, coming off of the break, let's get into this uh, schedule for the Thursday game. Only eight games on the schedule, but a lot of afternoon games. We have four afternoon games. Uh, starting it off with a 105 Eastern start between the New York Mets heading into the nation's capital against the Washington Nationals. Starting pitchers in this game is going to be Taiwan Walker for the uh, New York Mets and uh, Johan uh, Adan for the Washington Nationals. I'm seeing a currently an opening line for this game of the New York Mets favored minus 155 on the road. Nationals are plus 135 on the money line. Over under is currently set at nine with juice towards the under at minus 115. The run line minus one and a half plus 110 for the Mets and uh, for the Nationals plus one and a half is going to be minus 130. Um, looking at both of these pitchers here for Walker for the Mets still hasn't recorded a win or a loss on the season so far. But the crazy part for me here, Noah, is that all three of his starts have been against the Philadelphia Phillies, which has yeah. been was re- it's been really crazy. Um, his first two or his first start, he only went two innings, but his last start, the second start, he went five innings to, uh, through to, to hit uh, shutout baseball, but he did get uh, knocked up a bit or more than a bit uh, in his last start against the Phillies um, in Philadelphia, where he only went four innings. He allowed nine hits and gave up six earned runs, seven runs overall, did allow two home runs in that game as well. Um, and then looking at the starter for the Nationals, like I mentioned, Yoan Adan, he's going to be a record of one in five, 6.99 ERA with a whip of 1.66. Not has not been pretty for him so far this season. The only good quality start he had was back on April 19th 
against the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, six and a third inning in that game. Three hits allowed. No earned runs. But in every other start so far, Noah, he's made it to the fifth inning just once. And he's allowed at least three earned runs in every one of those other starts. In uh, four of those five starts, he's allowed at least four earned runs in that span as well. So he's getting hit early. Um, he's having some command issues here because he's been giving up a lot of walks so far overall on the season. He's allowed 18 walks and has 27 strikeouts, but, uh, what are you looking at for this game? What's your handicap for this game, Noah? So I didn't mention this in the prior portion of the podcast because I knew this game was up first. Mm -hmm. What do you think about the baseballs right now? I mentioned this in our Slack channel last night that I, I think it's starting to turn around here a little bit where we're starting to see, more runs being scored, but you know, you were quick. I think this is a good discussion point. It is. That you were, you mentioned that, you know, it's guys in the rotation that are number four, number five guys that are going to be getting hit. Um, and that's what, what we see in Odon. And that's what we see in Odon right now. Yeah. Um, I really like the over right now. Both teams are hitting very well. Um, over the last week, this Mets team has been raking. Starling Marte is hitting 450, and Pete Alonso is raking 417 with three polar bear bombs, eight RBIs, and 21 total bases. And there's also five other hitters hitting above 300 in this Mets lineup over the last six games. J.D. Davis, Brandon Nimmo, James McCann, Travis Janikowski, and Thomas Nito. As for the Nationals, they're also a team that's been crushing the ball over the last six games. Eight guys are batting over 300 on this Nationals roster. Wow. But guess who's slumping right now? Soto. Yeah, Soto's hitting 240. Then D. Strange Gordon's hitting 222. Mm. Nelson Cruz hitting 214, although he did go three for four last night on Tuesday. How many runs does he have? Um, Let's pull that up. Um, Victor Robles is also hitting 133. So all of these big-name players on this Nationals roster Mm. is actually slumping, but the other guys are picking them up. If Nelson Cruz is kind of heating up, he went three for four on Tuesday, like I mentioned. And also, Alcides Escobar, he's 444 with four for nine with a pair of singles and doubles against Walker. Juan Soto's hitting 400, two for five with a single and double against Walker. Franco's hitting 400, two for five with also a single and a double. Victor Robles, another guy who's been slumping, two for six, 333 with a single and a double as well. And Josh Bell hitting 303 for 10 with a single and a double and a bell blast. So most of these guys on the national squad that are struggling right now have success against Walker. So I kind of like the nationals maybe on the money line, but like you mentioned, Taiwan Walker has only faced the Phillies and I view the Phillies as one of the, uh, they're better than average offensive team. Yeah. And I think the nationals are kind of, they're, they're like overperforming right now sure. over the past week. Taiwan Walker had a good year last year and we hit however we have a very small sample size with him only against one team. I I think I'm going to go against my gut and take the Mets run line and that's plus money, correct? Uh that was let me double check that for you here. It was plus 110. Yeah, minus one and a half is plus 110 for the Mets. So I think that's going to be my play. I think I'm going to ride Taiwan Walker and trust that he has the stuff against a bottom tier team in the nationals compared to the Phillies who I expect to be competing to lead or win the division here. Yeah. Um, you know, when I initially looked at the numbers inside the game and, and number one, what stuck out was that Walker's uh, all three starts were so far were against the uh, Philadelphia Phillies. Um, <laughs> but what really stuck out were, were Adon's numbers. And I think that's where you can really attack this kind of two ways is for the Mets. You can look at the run line in the first five innings if you want. 
with Walker on the mound and with a Don there, or you can also take the uh, Mets team total in the first uh, five innings to go over. I believe that number is probably going to come out at two and a half. Um, I don't think it'll be a three and a half, probably two and a half with a little bit of juice on it, but I don't hate that, especially, you know, he's been getting, uh, he's been getting hit on uh, or over the five out of the six starts, like I mentioned with him. So, I do agree with you about the um, run line here for the full game. I just don't see a world where I, I could see a world where the nationals do get up runs, but I, this is a spot where I just think that Mets come out and put up maybe possibly seven, eight runs and yeah. nationals game, maybe like four where it's like a eight, four, eight, five type of victory for them. So um, and with, oh, with you saying that and how hot the nationals lineup has been over nine is not a bad play either with yeah. all the high scoring totals we've seen over the last two days. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Yeah, currently the uh, total is at nine with a little bit of juice of uh, on the under at minus. Uh, sorry, minus one fifteen on the under nine. Anything else for this game? Uh, no. Before we move on to the next one, um, Nelson Cruz has three bombs on the year, and I think he hit two of them in the first week of the season. Okay, so he's cool. I, I'm sure he's going to find his form again. He always does. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see if a, if a team that needs a DH like him that comes in tries to trade for him at the trade deadline. That a team that's kind of making a playoff push and needs that extra power. Yeah, just like last lineup. year at the race. Yeah, hundred percent. All right, next game of the day is going to be a twelve ten. Sorry, one ten Eastern start. It's going to be the Houston Astros in Minnesota. I think to finish up the series here, the fourth game of the series. Uh, it's going to be starting pitcher for the Astros, Luis Garcia. For the Minnesota Twins, it's going to be Josh Weiner, uh, Winder. I don't know how to say that. If that's Weiner, Winder. Um, but looking at the opening line for this game, I see the Houston Astros, a minus 125 favorite. Minnesota Twins are plus 105 on the money line. Over under a set at eight and a half with slight juice towards the under at minus 115. Run line. Houston Astros one minus one and a half plus one thirty five and on the take back for the Twins plus one and a half is minus one fifty five. Uh, looking at both of these pitchers, Luis Garcia for the Houston Astros, he's two and one so far this season. Noah with a three point four five ERA, a WHIP which is really good. Anytime I see a sub one ERA, I get excited about pitchers. It's at 0.87 for uh, Luis Garcia. Uh, he's really had only one bad start, which was against the Toronto Blue Jays back on April 24th. Um, he has given up at least two earned runs in four straight games, but his last outing against your Detroit Tigers was pretty solid. He went seven innings, allowed uh, one earned run, two runs overall, did have nine strikeouts in that game. So he's off to a good start for the Houston Astros. For the Minnesota Twins, uh, it's going to be, like I said, Josh Winder. Um, he's currently 2-0 and so far this season with a 1.61 ERA. And his whip is below uh, one also actually better than Luis Garcia at 0.72. Um, he's had back-to-back starts where he's been really good. And actually, all throughout the season, he's been really good. He's only given up uh, two earned runs in four out of his five starts. I think his very first appearance was against the LA Dodgers back on April 12th when he had, uh, sorry, went one inning. But since then, he's been pretty solid and he's kept his walks down. The strikeout numbers look good as well. Uh, Noah, what do you got for this game? So a little bit of breaking news as we're recording. Alec Thomas, the Diamondbacks stud rookie, just hit his first career home run. So I'm going to tweet that out in seconds. But (laughs) um, looking at this series, 
uh, the Astros won game one and they have Urquidy on the mound. And I slightly favor him right now over Chris Archer, just by the way uh, they've been pitching as of late. So mm-hmm. I, I hate this twins team. I can never get a read on them, um, but I feel like they don't get swept at home by the Astros here. Um, Josh Winder uh, is a rookie that they look highly upon. And I also like Luis Garcia. Um, he wears my number 77, but uh, also he, he's been dealing at the start of the season, like you mentioned, and he's got this funky windup. If you've never seen him pitch, that's mm-hmm. the thing that I, I go on. I'm more of like a three quarter submarine guy. Uh, if you don't throw hard enough to blow hitters away, do something to screw up their time and do a, do a nasty mess or Cortez thing. And that's kind of what Luis Garcia has. He's got this whole baby cradle rock thing. Um, Jorge Polanco was the only guy that I was able to find PVP on. He's betting 400 against Garcia two five with a single uh, home run. And Jorge is the only twins uh, starter hitting well right now now actually at 381 and in the Astros last six games Jose Altuve is hitting 474 nine for 19 with three bombs and Jeremy Pena is hitting 375 with a big poke as well I'm going to look to take the under in this matchup so the under right now is at under eight and a half yeah yeah that was my play as well this for this game um yeah I think both these pitchers have been doing real well um you know uh winder has been really good entire season and lewis garcia like you mentioned has that funky wind up which really throws pitchers off and you know he's been pretty solid as well right over his last two starts at least against the uh toronto uh blue jays and the detroit tigers 13 innings combined he's only allowed three earned runs in that span and only seven hits so i think that continues here um if i had to you know lean to a side i would probably go with the twins here like you mentioned i just don't think that they'll get swept at home um and luis garcia i mean he's prone to giving up some runs uh and also giving up the long ball he had uh this of his last three starts uh in two of those games which are against the toronto blue jays he did allow two long balls so um yeah i, I would lean towards the twins uh if i had to pick a side here with the plus money you have anything else for this game uh noah no nope, just tweeting out to thomas home run as we speak <laughs> all right so let me get over to the next game of the day it's going to be also a 12 10 say a 12 10 uh start on the central 110 eastern uh on the east coast i'm sorry it's gonna be the oakland a's in uh detroit noah's team here starting pitchers for this game is gonna be james caprillion and uh on the detroit tigers I'm probably going to butcher this name. Noah, can you help me out with it? Bo, Bo, Bo Brisky. Bro Brees, Bo Brisky. All right, there we go. Um, so looking at the numbers for both of these guys, I'll start with uh, James Caprillion, who's really off to a rough start for the Oakland A's. Right-handed pitcher on the mound, 0-2 so far this season with a 5.87 ERA, a whip of 1.57. Um his last start was pretty solid against the Minnesota Twins. Five and two-thirds, three hits allowed, one earned run, did have seven strikeouts. The lone game where he did get into trouble was against the Cleveland Guardians on May 1st, where he only went two innings, did give up four earned runs, uh, did allow four walks in that game and two strikeouts. For the Detroit Tigers, like we mentioned, starting pitcher Bo Brisky. Uh, I believe this is his, let me see here, just had it in front of me. Yeah, this is going to be his third, fourth start of the season or fourth appearance of the season. Uh, So far, 0-2 with a 4.20 ERA, a whip of 1.20. Does have nine strikeouts on the year. His last start against the Houston Astros in Houston 
He did go five innings, allowed uh, three earned runs in that span, did allow five hits, did give up two long balls and allowed three walks. Three starts for him so far this season. He's allowed at least two walks in every single one of those matchups, allowed a long ball in each of those matchups. Um, Noah, this is your team, so I'll let you take it from here, my man. Yeah, so um, as we've mentioned recently, uh, Joey Wentz and Alex Fajardo have made their uh, big league debuts for the Tigres. And... Bo Brisky, if you would have told, you would have asked me to rank all three pitchers, I would have ranked him at third. Um, but he's been a nice surprise, and we've thrown him through the fire uh, to start the season. He faced the Rockies when they were hot, and uh, Connor Joe hit a leadoff tank against him in his first uh, at bat um, that he pitched MLB game, um, and then he goes up against the Dodgers. Mookie Betts hits a home run in the first at-bat of that game. Then he goes up against the Astros, and I believe he did give up a home run in the first run, first inning of that game. But in all three starts, I believe he only gave up three runs, so he's been very, very consistent for this team. And the Athletics are not the offense of any of those three teams. So I didn't find any PVB in this matchup because Caprillion uh, hasn't faced the Tigers much um, and Brisky being a new guy into the MLB. Both of these offensive sucked and have had bad losing streaks as of late. They're not consistently scoring runs in each game besides the Tigers six run breakout on Tuesday afternoon. Yeah. But before that, the Tigers went 28 innings without scoring a dang run. So I'm on the under seven here. Um, and I've taken the Tigers money line and run line um, in every game of the series because my angle on this team is last year we struggled in April as well. And we turned it around in May. We had a mm. great May. We, we had a great rest of the season. So that's what I'm hoping right now. We've had a, we're having an eight game streak against the athletics and the Orioles. So just win five, six of them, just win both series. And then you're kind of on the right track. Um, winning this game would definitely help. So that's where I'm going to be under seven money line, run line, take it every, every which way that's where I'm at. Yeah, I didn't mention the Lions in this game, but it was going to be uh, plus 110 on the money line for the Oakland A's, minus 130 home favorites for the Detroit Tigers. Like Noah mentioned, the over-under is set at seven with a little bit of juice on the over. Uh, run line, minus one and a half, plus 170 for the Tigers, and plus one and a half, minus 200 for the Oakland A's. Yeah, I didn't have much for this game either. I really want to get your take on it because you are the Tigers fan and you do bring that unbiased opinion on your team, which is you know always appreciated. So um, try my best. <laughs> yeah. And you're right. Like these two teams have been struggling to score runs, especially the Tigers, like you mentioned. And until you kind of see this uh, turned around and, you know, uh, what my theory is right now that the juice balls are back, but we'll see, <laughs> we'll see in this game. And, and, and maybe that Astros and twins game, if those, those, uh, the juice balls are back because he's pitching, the pitching numbers are, are looking really great for some of these pitchers that we don't expect. And, you know, maybe because it is because of the dead baseball and the weather, you know, currently where we're, approaching the months of warmer temperatures. Obviously the ball travels better with warmer temperatures, but uh, I'll agree with you on the under, under seven. Don't have much of a lean on each uh, on the side here. If I had to, I'd just take the home team here, the Detroit Tigers. Cause I know James Caprillion was a guy that we talked about a lot last season. Um, but again, this being his third start and someone just hit a grand slam off of Logan Gilbert Reese Hoskins, oh, nice. I think. Yeah. I was on the Phillies today against Gilbert, too. Uh, yeah. 4 1 right now on the top of the fourth. So, yeah, that'll be uh, my uh, pick there for this game. The under seven, I agree with you on that. And then uh, I would lean towards the Tigers' money line as well. Yeah. Um, if it, if it yeah, makes you any more comfortable, um, 
it's being played in Comerica Park, which is one of the biggest stadiums in the MLB. So there we go. There we go. <laughs> All right, let's get to the next game. Uh, this game uh, kind of seems some conflict, conflicting reports on who's going to be the starting pitcher or not, but we'll still discuss the pitchers. I do not see a line for this game, and it's going to be a one fifteen Eastern start between the Baltimore Orioles and going to St. Louis to take on the Cardinals. Uh, the confirmed starting pitcher for the St. Louis Cardinals is Jordan Hicks. Uh, what I'm seeing for Baltimore, I am seeing Keegan Aiken. That's gonna who's been coming out of the pen for them. It might be a a, a, a stop start for them, a bullpen game for them uh, for the Baltimore Orioles. So I'll quickly read off the stats here, um, and then we can briefly discuss it because there is no line. So Keegan Aiken last season, left-handed pitcher, was a guy that we were really fading on this podcast because he was just so bad, and they've been bringing him off of the or uh, sorry out of the bullpen where he's been really good for them. Uh, like I mentioned, a 1.96 ERA, a whip of 0.76. Um, he's had, let's see here, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight appearances so far. Uh, he has allowed two earned runs in um, two of those appearances. But other than that, he's been pretty solid. He's been getting the strikeouts. He only has two walks so far uh, in his uh, appearances for the Baltimore Orioles bullpen and the others on the other side, Jordan Hicks, you know, they've been getting him the starts as well. And he's kind of really been limited to about three innings last time out against the San Francisco giants in San Francisco was his longest outing as a starter where he did go four and two thirds inning, but in three straight starts so far, he's allowed at least two earned runs to the opposing team, which was the Mets, the Diamondbacks, and like I mentioned, the San Francisco Giants. So um, take that for what it's what. But on the season so far for Jordan Hicks, he's one and two with a 3.78 ERA and a whip of 1.2. Uh, Noah, did you have anything for Baltimore's offense here or anything from Jordan Hicks that you've seen? Yeah, so I kind of had a little bit of a brain fart cap in this game. I capped it for Jordan Lyles because of the site that I like to look at for the PVB had it for Jordan Lyles, but he's not in, he's not up. Um, he will be pitching on tomorrow, Friday's slate. Um, but for the Cardinals in their last six games, Juan Yepes is hitting 474 and Dil Car- Dylan Carlson is hitting 412 with, and they both have a home run each. Um, really nice to see Carlson back to hitting because he was slumping throughout uh, April. And he's a kid that the Cardinals have a lot of hope in. And also in the last six games for the Orioles, Austin Hayes is hitting beach balls right now. The dude is batting 571 with 16 total bases. And along with Hayes, Trey Mancini and Ryan Mountcastle are hot bats that you would want to play props or maybe draft on DFS. But I will have the Cardinals uh, winning this game, though. Yeah, and I was looking at, you know, I start, especially this time of year, I like looking at, you know, what teams have done over the last seven days. And you're right. The Baltimore Orioles have been the best hitting team um, as far as average. There's batting 309 as a team. That's number one in the entire MLB. OPS is number one uh, on base percentage. It's ranked right there in the top three at number three. And then their slugging percentage has been number two in the entire league right behind the Milwaukee Brewers. So how much do you trust the starting pitching of the Baltimore Orioles, which has been pretty decent, but I'm not sure um, – how Keegan is going to respond here if he is going to be the starter for them against the St. Louis Cardinals going up against that lineup. So um, no official play where I think we're both leaning towards the Cardinals here without a line, but um, you know, definitely this is a good time to remind you guys to check out our picks over on tally site. 
Uh, it's really embedded on our website at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Uh, just hit MLB and you'll see the MLB picks tab and um, do our best to get our picks up there. Noah, do you have anything else for the for this game? No, I'll just add on to your comment. I pick every game for you guys. Um, it tanks my record for the standings on tally site, but if you guys are looking for a specific game, I have every game picked on the money line, the run line, and the total. So yeah, there you go. Make sure to get over there um, on the website and, and get our picks. Uh, no, let's do this. Let's take a quick break here. We're halfway through the games, four down, four more to go. We'll come back and then we'll dive into the other four for this uh, MLB schedule on Thursday. And now on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy on there and I use it for mine. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now you can make money on Sleeper by playing their new over and under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over under. For example, number of points in a basketball game or hits in baseball. Then choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about Over Under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddy's contest and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friend's picks with a tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new Over Under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. Make sure to use promo code SGPMLB and Sleeper will match your deposit up to $100. Again, download Sleeper, then use promo code SGPMLB when you deposit. Join SGP and squad to build to bet with the guys. It's sg.pn slash squad. Once again, join the SGPN squad to bet with the guys. sg.pn slash squad. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. We're also brought to you by Manscaped. Fellas, have you started spring cleaning yet? The carpets need cleaning, the drapes need dusting, and your lawn needs mowing. Spring has sprung and the global leaders in below the waist grooming have the best tools for cleaning aisle 5 in your pants. Time to clear out your winter bush and join the other 4 million men worldwide who trusted Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the, the promo code SGP. Manscaped has the full package you need for spring cleaning this year. The, the Performance Package 4.0 is the only tool you need to keep your boys looking and smelling like the fresh tulips your partner wants. To start off your spring cleaning, use Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer to get the most precise shave on your hedges. Did we mention it's waterproof as well? No need to worry about watering your grass with this tool. Equipped with an LED light so you know it'll be a major asset to the new shower routine. Clear your holes and smells the spring air with the Weed Whacker. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin safe technology which helps prevent prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. After clearing your nose, make sure to get rid of that foul ball smell with the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver. The Crop Preserver is an anti-shaping ball deodorant and moisturizer. The Crop Reviver spray on toner for your balls. Keep your boys from sticking to your legs and leave them smelling like fresh flowers. Because if you're using your Lawnmower 4.0, you'll also want to get the the Plow 2.0, and you gotta finish off the grooming routine with the Plow 2.0. It's a perfect razor and the finest shave on your face because if you're using a lawnmower 4.0 on your balls and your face, guys, you're doing it wrong. 
The start of spring also marks the start of Testicular Cancer Awareness Month in April. Manscaped has partnered with the Testicular Cancer Society to bring awareness to testicular cancer, men's health, and early cancer detection. Manscaped is committed to raising awareness for the most common form of cancer in men aged 15 to 35 and giving support for fighters, survivors, and families impacted by testicular cancer as well as their We Save Balls initiative. Smell oh so fresh and so clean this spring. So all you gotta do to get 20% off and free shipping is go to manscaped.com and use promo code SGP. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code SGP at manscaped.com. It's time to throw out your old hygiene habits and upgrade your life. All right, coming off of the break, it's going to be the evening slate now, and we have the next game on the board. It's going to be the Cincinnati Reds going into Pittsburgh to take on the Pirates, a 635 Eastern start. Starting pitchers for this game, what I'm seeing is Connor Overton for the Cincinnati Reds and JT Brubaker for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, Let me see if I see the line here for this game. Um, uh, let me, I'm going to probably go to another odds page that I like. Look, so I at. have, okay, there I got it. You have it. Yeah. I go have ahead. uh pirates favorite minus one thirty. reds are plus plus one ten on the money line on the spread. The pirates are minus one, one and a half at plus one fifty two. The reds are plus one and a half minus one eighty four. And the total is eight, uh, minus one ten on both over and under before I even get into the pictures, what's one play you should automatically probably make in this game. Red's money line. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I've been I've been on it the last few days though, and they've been cashing. Yeah, they got I, a big victory today. Um, did they? Didn't they win that? Did, they gave up like five runs in the ninth. Did yeah, they they, they, they pulled it off. I think they won fourteen to eleven in that game. But okay. look, if you're not automatically waking up and and betting the over. On yeah. this Reds team, uh, you're missing out on a, on a lot of money. And then a uh, shout out to Cousin Mush. You know, me and him have been uh, exchanging uh, Twitter DMs about this Reds over and how we've just been kind of blindly betting it. And, yeah. and it's really worked out over the past several weeks or so. Again, if it's not broken, don't try to fix it. But yeah, um, for sure. getting into the pitching uh, numbers here, Connor Overton, like I mentioned, for the uh, Cincinnati Reds, his numbers, he's a uh, doesn't have a decision yet, but he has a 2.53 ERA, a whip of 1.03. His last two starts have been pretty good for the Cincinnati Reds. He's gone five and the third inning in both of his starts so far. First start was against the Colorado Rockies in Coors Field, where he only allowed one earned run. And his last start against the Pittsburgh Pirates, he did allow two earned runs off of six hits in the same amount of um, innings pitch at five and a third, like I mentioned. Um, seven strikeouts so far total this season. He has uh, only given up two walks. And then on the mound for the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates, like I mentioned, it's going to be JT Brubaker. He's 0-2 so far this season. 5.68 ERA, a whip of 1.42. Um, again, has not been very pretty for him. This was a guy early on in the season I was uh, really fading. Uh, he's at, he's given up at least two earned runs in every start except for one. He started six games so far. Uh, he's allowed, and he hasn't gone past, I'm sorry, uh, five innings in any of his starts. So, But back-to-back starts, he has gone five innings, and his last start was against the Cincinnati Reds team. Uh, where he did go, uh, sorry, give up two earned runs off of three hits. Did have nine strikeouts in that game and two walks. But what are you seeing for this game, uh, Noah, between the Pirates and the Reds? Yeah, you have to be on the over here. Yeah. Um, 
the only PVB that I grabbed from this game was there's only two red hitters, no none of the pirates. Nick Senzel, who's currently on the COVID list right now, so check to see if he's on the lineup off of the list by tomorrow. He's hitting 333, two for six, two singles off of JT Brubaker. And the Kyle Farmer, he's hitting 286, two for seven with two singles. Um, I've been a sucker, like I said, for the Reds on the money line. They've actually won four of their last five, um, and I've been on all four. So just a heck of a streak uh, plus money. A couple of them are in the 200s. So they have for, um, yeah, they, they've won four of the last five. Um, their bats are hot over yeah. since these last seven games. Tyler Stevenson's hitting 400 with a bomb. Albert Amora is hitting 375. Mike Mustak is 368. And Brandon Jury is hitting 357 with two home runs himself. Um, and then last week for the Pirates, Ben Gamble is hitting 429 with 20 total bases. And Cabrian Hayes is always a nice low key play on the props or a draft in uh, DFS. Mm-hmm. So I'm on the I'm on the money line for the Reds. And be careful with Mike Mustakis. Like I said, on Monday's podcast, I listed him on my DFS lineup. And then they came out like 20 minutes before the game started. And he was on the IL, but now he's back off of the IL. So I have no idea what's going on with that guy. And on the in the on the on the podcast earlier, like last month, I was saying I love this guy against one of these podcast pitchers. And they faced him twice and he was on the IL. I Mike Moustakis is either hurt when I want to play him or he's healthy when I don't play him and he does well. So I, I don't know. So he's, yeah. he's like a Kyle Hendricks for you as well. Um, Kyle yeah. Hendricks was a player that, that Malcolm struggled with last year. I think you had the same bad luck with him as well. Uh, this yeah. Season. I, I drafted him for fantasy, dropped him, and then he has his best start of the year. Just yeah, no, but you're right about the Cincinnati Reds offense over the last seven days. They are number one in the entire MLB. Um, with runs scored uh, at 54 yeah. uh, batting average as a team. Uh, they are in that top uh, five where they are yeah, exactly at number five at 271 OPS of 828, which ranks number five as well. So offense, we saw it today where they put up 14 runs against uh, the Milwaukee Brewers pitching staff. They got to Adrian Hauser very, very early in that game. I think they had like seven runs within the first three innings and they finished up with 14. Did their best to give it away, but uh, at the end, they pulled out the victory um, today. But yeah, I mean, I'm going to keep riding this over train uh, for the Reds. Um, you know, these two teams did match up last week, and I think every single one of those games did go over the total uh, in that series. I'm just quickly trying to pull it up here. Um, I, I'll add to this while you're looking. I yeah, love this over because the Pirates are coming off a series win against the Dodgers. They're really hot as well. So uh, both teams, I feel like, could add to this total. Yeah, so uh, prior to, uh, or sorry, last week, this was last weekend, uh, uh, they had finals of 9-2, to 8-5, to five, and 7-3. to three. And <laughs> like we mentioned, these two pitchers did face each other, or not face each other, but they faced the opposing team in that series last week. So yeah. got to continue riding the overtrain here. Um, and, you know, like you mentioned, that these bats are hot, and these this team is winning. Actually, now they're winning games, are the Cincinnati Reds. So why not back them at this plus money price? Um I'm just not a believer in JT Brubaker. Uh, I've been failing him throughout the season, and it's really cashed out for me. But do you have anything else for this game, Um, Noah, before we get to the next one? Yeah, I don't know how the Pirates beat the Dodgers in a series. I'm a low-key fan or closet fan of them. But, yeah, I was betting against them, too, which is tough. But, yeah, Uh, Reds money line and over. That's what the play is. All right. Let's move it along to the next game of the night. We have the... Thursday, here we go. Kansas City Royals uh, in Texas to take on the Texas Rangers. It's going to be an 805 
Eastern start. Um, another game where we're seeing some conflicting reports on who's going to be starting, at least for the uh, Kansas City Royals. Um, but for the Texas Rangers, it is going to be Taylor Hearn. Uh, I do not see a line for this game either. Let me check my main odd screen here if they have. No, nothing yet. Uh, so we can just kind of talk through Taylor Hearn. And I, I, I don't know if you see anything as far as a starting pitcher, maybe something that has changed. Um, but I'll, I'll get into Taylor Hearn here. He is left-handed pitcher for the Texas Rangers. He's one and two so far this season. 6.53 ERA, a whip of 1.84. Um, not been pretty for him, uh, Noah, so far over his last four starts. He's allowed at least two earned runs in three of the last four starts. He's allowed at least three earned runs in that span. Um, he's also has problems with walking guys, either it's location or his command just not there, but his last start against the Atlanta Braves, he did allow three walks two starts ago. He did allow four walks to the, since, uh, sorry, the, uh, uh Seattle Mariners, not very high on him, um, but I don't see a pitcher for the Kansas City Rules. Do you have anything for um, you know DFS or anything on Taylor Hearn here? No. So the one the one site that I like to look at to grab PVB, they had Zach Greinke listed, and also he's not uh, due up in the rotation. So yeah. I believe this could be a bullpen game from the Royals. I know there's some uh, they're a team that likes to do that, but this is just we were talking about this uh, before we started recording. The Royals are a common theme with this not announcing a pitcher the day before for us. Mm -hmm. They're not very kind to us trying to record uh, podcasts and get them out the night before for everybody. So Yeah, so thanks for nothing, Kansas City Royals. Um, You're doing a disservice to our listeners. So, again, uh, like I said, uh, once they do announce a pitcher, make sure to uh, check our picks over on the website. Uh, That'll give you a better idea of where we are. But without a starting pitcher, we really don't want to force a handicap here without the proper information for a starting pitcher for the Kansas City Royals. So we'll move over to the next game of the night here, uh, Noah. We have the New York Yankees headed to Shot Town to take on the Chicago White Sox, where I'm seeing a, a 8-10 Eastern start for this game. Uh, starting pitchers I am seeing for this game is going to be Lewis Gill for the New York Yankees. And for the Chicago White Sox, I am seeing... Hmm. I'm seeing two different pitchers. Let me know what you see here. I'm seeing Dylan Cease tomorrow. I see Cease as well. Okay, so we'll go with Cease here. Uh, let me see if there is a line out for this game. Um, I do have a line. It's going to be minus 130 for the New York Yankees. I Sorry, opening line of minus 135 for the Yankees, plus 115 for the Chicago White Sox. Over under is set at seven and a half. I'm starting to see some eights pop up. Um, for this total. So let's get into the two pitchers here. I'll start with Lewis Gill here. Um, so far, he's getting a spot, uh, spot start here for the New York Yankees. And I think they called him up from minor leagues here, if I'm not mistaken. No, I'm not sure if you see that. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not trying to dunk on you here either. I think his last name is Heel, like oh. your heel. Um, oh, but yeah. Okay. Lewis Heel. Thank you. I remember. I remember it from last year because um, he did have a couple of appearances last mm-hmm. year, and that was just the last name. And I was like, "What?" So, uh, 
we're going to say it both ways that we were not wrong. You know, <laughs> uh, we'll go with Hilden if that's what you heard from last season. So yeah, yeah. Um, he is getting called up. I believe from Rochester was his last start, or the opponent was uh, Rochester. Um, he's been kind of shaky in the minor leagues. He's allowed at least two earned runs in every one of those appearances. Um, but I'll, I'll get to Dylan Cease here, who's been really, really good for the White Sox so far this season. Three and one so far on the year. He has a 2.38 ERA, a whip of exactly one. 47 strikeouts so far on the season for Dylan Cease. Um, he's had at least eight strikeouts in, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, five out of his six starts so far. Last start was against the Boston Red Sox, where he did go five innings, uh, gave up only one earned run and allowed four hits in that span. But he's been pretty solid for the White Sox so far, Noah. But what do you got for this game? Yeah, for this game, uh, this is not a play against Cease. Um, it's more against Heal. I like the over. I, I think the White Sox are going to contribute to this uh, total. And like you said, the balls do seem like they're doctored up a little bit right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Yankees might have found themselves in the last half of that game against Toronto here. Mm-hmm. And both Anthony Rizzo and Isaiah Connor Falefa are batting 400 against Cease, two for five with two base knocks. Uh, the Yankees offense has struggled over the last week, and Kikuchi was dealing through six, like we mentioned on Tuesday night, mm-hmm. until the Yankees, they thought they were the story of the night until Detmer's no-hitter. Um, the White Sox bats that I like right now are Tim Anderson. He's hitting 400. And the last week, Louis Robert, uh, is hitting 375 and Louis Gert, Garcia is hitting 368 over the last six games for the White Sox. So I'll be on the White Sox here, maybe explore the run line. Um, but I like the over as well. Um, that, that's going to be where I'm going to land here. Um, the run line's plus 140. That's not a terrible play in my eyes. Yeah, I mean, uh, I know you've been tweeting about this uh, on, our, on our MLB gambling podcast account, and I think some of the home runs, and I think you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, uh, some of the home runs that the New York Yankees have hit <laughs> in this series against the Blue Jays would only be home runs in Yankee Stadium, right? I tweeted out that Aaron Judge walk-off would be only be a home run in, <laughs> in any other park. <laughs> but the Judge one was a bomb. John yeah. Carlos Stanton's one was first row <laughs> and right field 316 feet. <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, I think that uh, – I don't know if, if Dylan, yeah, Dylan made the joke on the last pod where he, the, some, or I think the manager, it was it for a prior series against the Yankees called it Williamsport. <laughs> Yankee Stadium. Yeah. He called it a little league stadium. That was a yeah. word for Texas, but yeah. Yeah. Um, for, for this series, like I, I think the White Sox have kind of found themselves again on the offensive side. They're mm-hmm. still kicking it around on the defense. So I think you should be able to get some runs on the Yankees. I mean, Anderson's a wreck in the field, but he's, yeah. raking at the plate so you can't take him out of the out of the lineup but like oh my god he's making an error in a game but error error every game yeah it really it's really bad i mean i see the videos on 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 twitter of how bad he is it's like okay the dude can hit the ball but he's, <laughs> he's having a very very hard time fielding so i don't know maybe you gotta make some type of adjustment maybe move him to i don't know dh or try him out another position but i mean eventually those errors are going to cost you games Especially they when have. Con- yeah, they have already, right? And when the, you're already the f- Indian, the the oh oh, I caught myself the Guardians game uh, <laughs> on on Monday night when Josh Naylor scored seven runs in the last two innings himself. That was amazing. Yeah, that was uh, awesome. That, that inning was kicked off by Anderson throwing error, I believe. 
Yeah, and look, they're already two and a half. I mean, they're two and a half games back in the division right now. I know it's still very early. We've only and played it's about, the AL Central. Yeah, 29, 30 games. But you know, who knows? Maybe you have to end with the mistakes that he has made already and that the, some of the errors that have already cost his team, um, you know, wins. Those may catch up to him when we may be fighting for the division or even in the wild card this season in the American League. So, uh, but, you know, yeah, kind of back to the game here. I agree with the over here. Um, you know, Dylan Cease has been fantastic. I think what something to entertain would be since we do like the White Sox lineup against uh, Luis Hill. Um, probably a White Sox team total, maybe early on, yeah. um, a first five innings team total That's or four inning team total. I, I think that would be a, a way to attack this game. Um, I, I want to see, and I should have dove into this more, but I kind of want to see what the Yankees have done on the road compared to home this season. And I have the numbers right in front of me. They're 14 and four at home and eight and four on the road so far this season. So um, it'll be interesting to see what, how the Yankees kind of come out after, after this series against, against the Toronto Blue Jays. And like you mentioned, the White Sox have turned it around here. They're eight and two of their last 10 games. Um, but this is going to be one of the more entertaining series of the weekend um, in, in baseball. But do you have anything else for this game? Uh, Noah, before we get to the last game of the night? No, just probably White Sox every which way in the over. Yeah. All right. So let's get over to the last game of the night. It's going to be the Philadelphia Phillies in LA to take on the Dodgers. It's going to be a 10, 10 Eastern start. Zach Wheeler is the projected pitcher on the mound for the Philadelphia Phillies for the Los Angeles Dodgers. It's going to be Tyler Anderson looking at the line for this game. I am seeing the Dodgers are favored minus minus one forty as a home favorite Phillies as a road dog are plus plus one twenty. currently seeing a total of over under eight. Uh, a little bit of juice towards the under at minus 115 run line minus one and a half plus 140 for the Dodgers uh, Phillies plus one and a half minus 160 on the comeback price. Looking here uh, at both of these pitchers. Um, let me go to the proper page here. Zach Wheeler, like I mentioned on the mound for the Philadelphia Phillies. He so far is one in three on the season with a 4.10 ERA. He was on the COVID list, so definitely makes, uh, you know, the latest news I'm seeing that he's on track to make the start on Thursday. Um, and I'm not sure, and we've kind of talked about this, you know, going all the way back to last season. And even in the NBA, we talk about, you know, guys that may have been affected by COVID, that how do they kind of respond in that first game back, right? And is it is it something that had that really affected this pitcher, with the symptoms that they did have, because they can be a little sluggish, you know, if they were having the, the, the more serious and severe symptoms, but something to keep an eye on for, for Zach Wheeler, but his last start was all the way back on May 4th uh, against the Texas Rangers. He had an absolutely fantastic outing, seven and two thirds innings pitched six hits uh, allowed, no earned runs uh, given up seven strikeouts in that game. And a, a start prior to that, was against the Colorado Rockies, six innings pitch, only gave up one hit in that game. Also had seven strikeouts in that game. And then on the mound, like I mentioned, for the uh, L.A. Dodgers, it's going to be Tyler Anderson. So far this season for him, he is a perfect 3-0 with a 2.78 ERA, a whip of .97. Last start was against the Chicago Cubs, where he did go five innings, only allowed two earned runs in that span. Uh, did allow four hits. He did have seven strikeouts in that game, but he's looked pretty, pretty solid so far for the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers. But Noah, what do you got for this game? Yeah, so um, for me, I didn't find any PVB on this game because 
Uh, Zach Wheeler, I think he's a late addition to the start. Um, probable mm-hmm. pitcher, but I, I did see Kyle Gibson as well. So just look at that prior to the game. Um, Gene Segura is one of the hottest hitters alive. He's batting 524 over the last week. And Nicholas Castellanos is also doing damage at the plate, hitting 409 with six RBIs. And Bryce Harper is also hitting 360. As for the Doyers, Edwin Rios is hitting 500 in, those, in his last four games. Freddie Freeman's at 381, and Mookie Betts and Gavin Lux are also betting 300. Mm-hmm. Um, talk me into a side here because I currently – this was the one game that I was just tripped up on on the whole slate. So, Yeah, and I want to kind of go back and look deeper at Zach Wheeler's numbers against the Dodgers, and he did have one start last season against them. I mean, it's a very, very small sample, but he did go six innings in that game. Uh, only gave up five hits and did not allow a single earned run. He did have four walks in the game against the Dodgers. And, you know, Dodgers coming off this series against the Pirates. They're also traveling back from. Yeah, right. And I know the Phillies are playing right now as well. Right. But they'll get the early finish, hopefully by like seven o'clock Eastern. And they'll be able to get into a a proper time into L.A. Plus they're in Um, Seattle. Yeah. And they're in Seattle. They're already out there on that West Coast uh, in the in the time zone. There's a already they're already used to that time zone right now. So I think I probably want to take the plus money here with the Phillies. I, I, I know that might sound crazy because we're talking about the Dodgers here, but the Dodgers getting beat by the pirates two out of three games and losing that series. I think, you know, (laughs) they may not be, I think they know that they can just flip a switch when it comes to the time. Like, you know, when it, I think in the playoffs, right. And we know this team will get to the playoffs, but the Phillies, I think with Zach Wheeler, I think they do have the advantage on the mound there because again, historically, Zach Wheeler has been pretty good against the uh, Dodgers and in his back-to-back starts, he has that good momentum uh, coming in against his Dodgers team. And, you know, with Zach Wheeler or any pitcher of his caliber, I mean, he was a finalist for the Cy Young Award last year. You always want to put out your best against a Dodgers lineup. And I know the Dodgers lineup is murderer's row, but I think that I'm going to I'm trying to talk myself into taking the Phillies here at plus 120 price. Um, I think a lot of people may see like the Dodgers are at that minus 140 price where they might be getting a discount on it because it is the Dodgers. So um, I'm going to take the Phillies here at plus 120. I, I do like Wheeler and I like what he's done in his last two starts here and uh, probably leaning towards the under in this game as well. Yeah, I kind of like your Phillies angle. I don't know if I'm actually going to bet it, but I'll pick it on tally. Yeah, I'm not sure if I'll bet the game, but just for our listeners, and we do pick every game, I'll I'll go with the Phillies here at the plus price. Yeah. But do you have anything else for this game? No, I think that's it. Uh, really, we touched on the travel. We went all over, up and down the slate. Yeah. Uh, for for this game, and, and yeah, I think the I think listeners could either like what you said about Wheeler and think, hey, the first start off of COVID or the listeners could like what we said about uh, the Dodgers traveling in from Pittsburgh and Wheeler's recent success against the Dodgers. So like, I feel like we kind of painted this every which way painted the zebra black and white stripes for both for everybody. So, yeah. One of the more tougher games, I think on the schedule for sure, but uh, yeah, no, let's take one last break here. We'll come back and then we'll get into our lock and dog for the night. And then we'll finish it up with some final thoughts. We'll be right back after we hear from our sponsors. We're also brought to you by Athletic Greens and their AG1 supplement. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. 
This blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery and Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com SGP. Again, that's athleticgreens.com SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. We're also brought to you by IP Vanish. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IP Vanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IP Vanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed, your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IP Vanish. IP Vanish is offering an incredible 70% off your yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting nine months for free. IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to ipvanish.com SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com SGP. All right, coming off of the break. Let's get into our picks for this Thursday schedule. Short schedule here, eight games, but, you know, we have four day games. Um, I'm sure a lot of the fans will be tuning into and getting through the day in four nightcap games. So um, I know we have lines only for six games right now, but we'll do our best to get out our lock and dog here. Um, Noah, I'll give you the floor first here, my man. Um, What do you got for your lock and dog for the night? So I'm going White Sox for the lock on the money line. Uh, you can find them at minus 130. Um, and then for my dog, uh, I'm, they're not, it's not broken, so don't fix it. Uh, Reds on the money line, plus 110 against the Suckers. <laughs> there you go. Um, I like it. Yeah, the Reds are, are probably not a popular pick right now, but, I mean, they're raking right now. We saw it today. They put up 14 runs, one of the best teams at least over the last seven days from an offensive perspective. Um, and again, I think they're kind of carry that momentum going into Pittsburgh. Um, again, it's, it, they finished the game today. It's not a huge travel situation for them. Um, I'm sure they're already going to wrap up, you know, their game and, and head over to uh, the, the, to Pittsburgh for this series. So um, yeah, great picture. I like it um, for my block. Like you just mentioned, go for it. If it's not broken, <laughs> <laughs> don't fix it uh-huh. reds pirates over eight this team is absolutely raking um they've been a cash cow on the over i'm gonna try to pull up what their over under record is exactly on the season so far i'm not sure it's going to include tonight's game or not but they are 70 percent so far to the over 21 9 and 1 so far on the season 
Um, so again, well, well, like I said, and like we talked about when we're talking about the Reds game, that number one team right now in the entire league over the last seven days to run scored. They're top five in most batting categories as well. And again, I'm not a fan of JT Brubaker either. So give me the uh, over eight um, for the Pirates and the Reds game tomorrow. For my dog, um, let's see here. Um, not picking against the Mets, that's for sure. I don't, I'm not a fan of uh, a Don. Um, hmm, man, this is tough. Um, we were talking White Sox run line. Did you? Yeah, a couple of team totals. You liked a couple of team totals? Yeah, I'm not sure if this goal will be at a, at a plus price, though. I kind of want to take... I know I said I picked the Twins, but, man. Uh, hmm, you know what? I'll go with the Phillies. <laughs> I mean, that's the only one I really... I know we kind of talked about both sides here about not betting this game, but I think that's the only one that's... I feel like I really talked myself into it. I think that's a game we really spend the most time on yeah, uh, and breaking down the pitchers and, and really looking at it at all angles. So... Why not? Let's go with the Phillies. Uh, to kind of surprise the Dodgers in game one. Again, big travel situation for the Dodgers. Phillies are still in that West Coast right now. I know they're playing a game right now against Seattle, but it's not a huge travel spot. I mean, at least from a flight perspective, they'll get done early by, you know, like I said, hopefully here by seven o'clock Eastern time and be able to get on their way to LA, which is not a, a, a long flight compared to what like, the Dodgers have to do. So like you said, they're already acclimated to the West Coast time too. So. Yeah. So I will, uh, I'll take the Phillies plus 120 with Zach Wheeler on the mound uh, against the Dodgers in that first game of the series tomorrow night. All right. That is going to do it uh, for the show today for this MLB gambling podcast. Um, shorter than usual, but that's only because we had eight games and we only had lines on six. But again, like Noah said, and like we said, make sure to check out the picks for the games that we didn't talk about because there aren't lines over on the website at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Just go to MLB, uh, hit that MLB tab. You'll see MLB picks. And uh, the staff is doing a great job of, of picking, uh, making plays and picking uh, games for every single game, as well as spreads and totals as well. Noah, you have anything else you want to get off your chest, man, before we get out of here? Um, so follow us on Twitter yes. at MLB SGPN. Um, follow Moon Off Sports Nerd eight two four. Did I get that correct? Yes, sir. Follow me at seventy seven NB. The word seventy number seven NB. Um, and yeah, I'm gonna get out of here and go play around a golf. There you go. So around the golf for Noah, but yeah, make sure do us a favor. If you haven't left us a rating or a review, please do so for the MLB gambling podcast is much appreciated. Um, really helps us grow the show and keep on doing what we are doing here for uh, our listeners and uh, grinding out these pods every single day. Um, we will be back in some form or fashion tomorrow. For the Friday games, I believe I will be on. Malcolm is out um, for today and tomorrow. So it'll be me tomorrow with either Noah and Dylan or one of the two. So in some form or fashion, we'll be here to break down the Friday games as well. I should that, be good to go. Yeah. So Noah will be here. And then uh, I'm sure Dylan will be here. So it'll be a three-man pod tomorrow. So make sure to look out for that. And good luck with your picks tonight. Uh, let's yeah. break these books off and let it ride. <laughs>